Give me a nod when you're ready. Unit's ready. Stand by. Hello everyone, this is Matt Gunlock with the 3G IQ Podcast. I am down here in Camp Lejeune, North Carolina. Me and Sergeant Glomba and Staff Sergeant Go King are currently down here training second recon. Uh, while down here, I had a chance to sit down with Captain uh, Frank Gao. Um, him and I, we met earlier this year at Marine Corps Marksmanship Competition East. He came up for championships and then we happened to meet each other we kind of completely forgot that we were going to be competing at a tactical games match together and we got to hang out a lot while out there in west virginia competing at the team event um before i uh turn it over to him um i just i made a post today on facebook that my retirement was uh, officially approved and everything and for those who commented and liked and you know interacted from the bottom of my heart thank you so much i really do appreciate it uh, I haven't had chance to, you know, like or respond to anybody because it's been a long day out here. Um, it, we're out here doing what we enjoy doing. Yes, we like to go out and compete, but at the same time, uh, what we like to do more is go out and teach the skills that we learn in competition. I know we've kind of, uh, you know, killed that one a lot by saying it, but in all honesty it's it's the truth uh, the guys enjoy teaching those who want to learn and these guys have uh, really impressed us um, other than that like I said I have Captain Frank Gal down here um, sir can you go ahead and talk to us about yourself some yeah sure thing and uh, thanks for having me um, Captain Frank Gao I am a first-generation Chinese immigrant coming from Hangzhou grew up in San Jose California Started my Marine Corps career as a mortarman. Uh, I enlisted in the reserves first as I was going through college just to pay my way through. Commissioned through the PLC program, uh, became a communications officer, currently serving as the company commander for General Support Company at 8th Combat Battalion here in Lejeune. I had no idea that you were a mortarman. Yeah. Um, That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I Honestly, if you gave me a plotting board, I could probably still uh, spin you some data. It's. I love FDC stuff. It, it, it's really fun. Like, just... You know, I'm not great with math, but that is nothing but mechanical math. But, like, it's math that actually makes a difference. Um, like, you can see what your problem-solving skills can actually do on the ground. Absolutely. Um, and I'll admit, being a Lejeune is a little uh, nostalgic for me. Every time I drive home to Hubert, um, I pass by the, um, the observation post where we had our uh, mortar fire back when... Was it like 2013? What is that, OP2 over on the right-hand side? Lucky's Mound? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, nostalgic place for me. Oh, yeah. Um, So, you've been a competitive shooter for a while. Um, You said, I remember you telling me you started in 3-Gun. You do a lot more USPSA in this area. Um, We kind of mentioned that uh, we both met at a tactical games match earlier uh, last month. Um, what else? What else do you do? Uh, give us a quick breakdown of your marksmanship history. 
Yeah, so um, like I mentioned in the beginning, first-generation Chinese immigrant, and um, my parents weren't into guns at all. I never shot a gun until I joined the Marine Corps. I uh, had a revelation a few years in that shooting has an entirely different dimension and is a lot of fun outside the Marine Corps. So I started getting the guns. Uh, I went to a three-gun competition for the first time, just took my pump shotgun, my California-compliant AR, and my 226. I did terrible, but I had a blast. And uh, from there, I got into USPSA, got to tactical games, and uh, two and a half years later, here I am. How many tactical games matches have you shot today? I have shot three, um, and we can get into them uh, later. Uh, three official ones, one skirmish. Um, so two individual, one team match, one skirmish. Okay. And through text message earlier uh, uh, over the past week, you said you just made master class with USPSA, right? Yeah, carry optics. Uh, I was right before the North Carolina sectional. And uh, yeah, so uh, I was uh, A in production for the longest time. Swapped it up to a new division, and now uh, hit M. How uh, how was the North Carolina section match for you? It was a great match. Um, yeah, I'm really lucky that I got to that, that my uh, spouse is as uh, understanding as she is. So we're current, I'm currently a geo bachelor. Uh, she's up in Massachusetts pursuing her degree, and um, originally I was going to volunteer the entire weekend as an RO. Uh, she told me last minute she was coming down. And we're able to shift it to where I, I shot on Friday and was able to spend the rest of the weekend with her. The match was great. Um, uh, <laughs> bit of an embarrassing disclosure. I shot that North Carolina sectional two years ago, um, and that was my first DQ. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. It happens to everybody. It does, but... It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. It was the fact that I drove three hours on my own to get there, um, psyched myself out. Got halfway through, fell on the wrong side of 180 trap, and then just got to drive home, just stewing afterwards. At least it wasn't the first stage. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Count my blessings. I've I've over I've rowed many matches, and uh, you know I'll, I'll I'll bring somebody up, Rob Velastica, if you're listening. You know I'm sorry, but uh, I remember at Blue Ridge a couple years ago, the last Blue Ridge we did, it was me and Chris Wiseman running a stage, and it was all pretty much going uphill. Um, we were the only two ROs on that stage, whereas everybody else had three ROs, and it was his. It was the first stage, first uh, of the day of the first day of the competition, and there was more or less a left or in a right lateral limit. There was a right lateral limit, and his rifle just happened to go past that lateral limit, mm-hmm. and we had to tell him to stop. And you know, it's heartbreaking. Like. I'll be honest with you. I don't really care if I offend anybody from any organization and from any discipline. I I view a lot of the older crowd in USPSA as a bunch of boomers who want to see how many people that they can DQ at a match. Not everybody, but there are a lot of a lot of guys like that out there, and it's kind of fucked up that they do that. But uh, you know, in the three gun community, whenever it's me as an RO. I'm trying to figure out the best way to where the, I can make a decision on how they're not DQ'd. Like, it pains me that somebody gets DQ'd, but if it's for a safety reason, I'm sorry. You know, you did what you did, and it's time to go home. Um, and most of the time, people are generally really understanding. It's just how you handle it as an RO and how they handle it as the competitor. And if you handle it as a professional 
then they're going to handle it just as professionally as you do. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, I've seen disqualifications where uh, the RO kind of treats the shooter like they're a child and like, mm-hmm. hey, you did this wrong. You should be ashamed. But I've also seen it and I've given out disqualifications where it's like, hey, you did this. This is why that's wrong. I hope this doesn't deter you from your enthusiasm for shooting sports. I want to see you the next time we hold a match. Yep. Um, please come back out and don't take it personal. It's as if some people are just scared of guns, and and, and they want. That's how I feel sometimes, uh, especially with certain disciplines. But the more you act, treat somebody like a child, the less they're going to be willing to come back to that match. And in in as an RO, you're a representative of that match. Absolutely. And you, as a person, should be uh, you should be representing and you should be selling the match to them it's it's a business there has been money paid for that person to come and enjoy their their time there you are providing a service to them um that i mean that's how i look at things i think it's a pretty good perspective on how to treat things um and those who do a disservice to those competitions should not be there anymore yeah i agree the the, the bottom line is uh, shooting disciplines like USPSA and 3Gun, they thrive off the community at large. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that there are so many matches available for people to shoot means that people are going to be more likely to continue after they have started. And, um, I, you know, if you, if you tell me you're a new shooter, I will do everything in my power to make sure you have a good first match. Mm-hmm. Um, I will walk you through stage. I will tell you what I see. And most of the time, I'll just start off with, hey... If you can get through this day without DQing and you don't forget a target, then you've done really well. Um, and I, I want shooters to come back because I want the community to expand. So uh, to go on to when you and I met, um, it was Murray Corps Marksmanship Competition East. Um, how did you find out about that competition? So I've been, uh, I've been tracking you guys for a while. Um, to take a step back, back when uh, I was at Comm Squadron 38, I served with a Captain Jared Dalton, and he showed up with these weird-looking medals uh, in his alphas, and um, then he showed me the entire chest of medals. So he actually was the shooting team OIC, I would want to say back in like the 2015, 2014-15 time frame. Um, so he told me about his time with the team, and um, that kind of got me interested in the uh, what used to be division matches, and now we call Mick Mix. Um, as soon as I got to second Intel that first year, uh, COVID derailed that first Mick Mick. You know? mm-hmm. uh, we had the team together and everything. Um, everyone was super pumped and it got canceled due to, due to those circumstances. So the next year I was, I, I, I lobbied my battalion commander. I was like, Hey, I want to bring a team. Um, I want to take as many Marines as possible. And these Marines are going to get their rifle and pistol calls knocked out. And they're going to get some really good training out of it. So I sold it, and then I brought a team out to the McMick East, and then uh, the rest is history. What was your experience there being at McMick East? So I've been shooting USPSA for a while, and uh, I was kind of happy to see that you guys had gravitated towards action shooting, like the multi-gun and uh, USPSA kind of stuff. Um, and at the time, my, uh, my competition pistol was the, the new Beretta 92X performance, so going back to the M9 felt like going home. Um, but it was a good match. Um, you know, uh, lo- uh, the, the best part of it was exposing my Marines to higher level shooting concepts. Like the first time you, you, you make real Marines realize that 
there's something beyond just static shooting, like standing in place, doing hammered pairs, um, that kind of scripted stuff. Then it really starts to open up and they start to see shooting in a brand new light. And uh, so really, like I enjoyed it, obviously, getting to get out there and uh, learn from the team and send rounds. But it was it was really cool to, you know, get my Marines that exposure. That Staff Sergeant Go King in the background, if, if you heard him, he was opening up. Uh, we currently have a case of these Bang Mix Hard Seltzers uh, that me and Staff Sergeant Go King are enjoying at the moment, if anybody is wondering. They're actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. We do not endorse nor receive any sponsorships from this brand. We merely recommend it. It is tasteful. No um, sponsorships yet. Not yet. Yeah. Not until I retire. <laughs> um so to kind of bring it back uh, from that quick distraction, um, all right, so you obviously finished within the top 10% of Marine Corps marksmanship competitionists. Um, we invited you out to Marine Corps championships. What was your thoughts on the format, the way we did it this year? Because typically it would be two weeks of straight bullseye rifle and if we still had a bullseye pistol team it'd be two weeks of bullseye pistol as well and then we'd go into you know a few days of action shooting um with the way that we did things this year what's your thoughts on how how we ran it i thought it was awesome um so it was just a week straight like we had one day of fam fire and then the rest of it was just competition so we went from uspsa to hit factor rifle, to multi-gun, to PRS, to steel challenge. And that was all in the span of like four to five days. Um, I thought the format was great. It exposed me to a lot of uh, shooting disciplines that I hadn't tried before. And I'm more likely to go out and seek like PRS and steel challenge. Um, And it was honestly, it was an honor. And uh, I'm grateful that my, my command was able to let me go for that week just to get that experience as well. Awesome, yeah. I think we all really enjoyed the way the format was too, um, besides other reasons in which we enjoyed it that way. Uh, it exposed people to a lot of different disciplines that you wouldn't normally get exposed to, and it's completely free. Like we've mentioned in the past, whenever you come out to Marine Corps Championships, um, it's on the team's dime. Like We pay for everything. We pay for your airfare out there. We pick you up from the airport. You know, we provide meals and all that kind of stuff. You're, ma- you're making some per diem uh, to, to cover and offset the cost. Um, it, it's a week of happiness is what I will say. Yeah, um, absolutely. And just the exposure. Like, it's stuff that is directly related to combat, styles of shooting that's directly related to combat, to where you will, you will find yourself in situations where you have to solve a problem um, and you might have to use uh, those same skills whenever you go to over to combat. Yeah, another good part of it is uh, just getting to know all the shooters in your region. Like, um, like I, I got I got some good contacts with the rest of the Marines who are into competitive shooting out in um, out in the Lejeune area and also the Quantico area. Um, but also getting to meet the the guys come from Hawaii and Pendleton. Uh, it was all good times. So. Uh since Marine Corps Championships, um, you know, I, you and I haven't talked a whole lot since then besides meeting up at the Tactical Games match. Um, but I kept hearing, you know, through Trevor Evan and, and others, uh, Cardenas, Cardi B, um, I kept 
hearing like you basically kind of started your own small shooting team here on Camp Lejeune. How did that come about? So Marines came up to me um, after the McMick East and also after championships. And they're like, hey, um, you know, we know that Flatwoods has some matches, but what else is in the area? And I was like, oh, oh boy, uh, you could shoot a match every weekend if you wanted to. North Carolina has an awesome scene. Um, and at the time, it was just me and uh, Sam Nelson, who you guys are currently looking at pulling over the team, possibly. Um, it was just him and me uh, going going to these matches. So it was really great to get a little band together. Um, so, yeah, we, uh, we, we, we started Text Chains, uh, started a little Facebook group just to put, uh, put oh, up wow. the, the, the little it's, – it's private. You can't find yeah. it. Um, but, uh, yeah, we, uh, we put a calendar up. And um, the way it always goes, like I did this back when I was at Second Intel, um, I used to do these all hands emails. I'm like, hey, come out, shoot a match, uh, let's go, it's here. Um, I'll walk you through the rules and everything. If you need to borrow a gun, uh, I got a gun and kit. And you know, usually get like maybe six, seven guys. Um, but the problem is sustaining it because right now ammo is difficult to come by, mm -hmm. um, and it's difficult for like Marines in the barracks to you know. Even have a gun. Exactly. Um, which, yes, there's, you can store in the armory, but not a lot of guys are going to choose to do that. I mean, most, like what I used to do, um, and I, I know other people used to do, is they would just keep it at their friend's house. Yeah. I mean, that's the easiest way of doing something. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would say um, we... We get guys who dip in and out, um, but the, the main crew that I've been running around with, uh, Sam Nelson, Josh Cardenas, also another, uh, the, the youngest revolver shooter I've ever uh, encountered, uh, Ben Faust. Um, so it, it's been a great group. Um, you know, we, uh, we keep each other humble and we also keep each other hungry. Nice. Um, who, who's kind of continuing the legacy? Like, uh, who, who's continuing going with you right now? So um, I know you just lost Cardi B because he I, just came up to the team. I did. Um, yeah. So um, without going into specifics, uh, I am working uh, something along more official lines mm -hmm. in terms of getting Marines on Lejeune the opportunity to shoot. Um, it's still in its nascent stages, so I won't speak too much about it uh, now. But you're right. Um, Cardi left. Uh, Sam is probably going to leave in the next month. And... Um, Ben, ben, ben Faust is also EASing, so i got to find new blood. Um, but go, kind of going back to what we're talking about with like USPSA mentoring new shooters, um, I'd say that that's, that's kind of what I enjoy most about the, this, about the sport. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to – I'm, I'm <laughs> seeing my praises a little bit here. Um, when Sam Nelson started, uh, we showed up to a match together, and uh, he just borrowed a friend's Glock, and he just showed up with SIF gear, and he just sent it. And uh, I'd say about a year, year and a half later, uh, he is consistently beating me. And he's developed into one heck of a shooter. And uh, right now, teams are looking to pull him. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of what we want, you know. We don't necessarily always pull somebody from the mix. You know, we take other people that we respect recommendations very seriously. So, um and I know Steph's aren't Raider and and uh, Major Hitchek and, and Sam Lorino, you know Sergeant Lorino. They went down and kind of scouted as well, 
and he was one of the guys that they saw. Um, you know, uh, that there's always a way that you're going to get to the team if, if you really want to. It's just how much work are you willing to put into it. Um, uh, you, we mentioned before that you kind of started your roots in three-gun. You're doing mainly USPSA now because at the moment in North Carolina, there's only really two places where you can shoot three-gun. And one place is Carolina Guns of Gear. Uh, the other place is Ant Hill, but that's generally like on the fifth Sunday or, or, or whatever it is of, of the month. Um, so, you know, you're only getting a few of those. It's really Carolina Guns and Gear, which is where you're going to uh, compete. But it's one hell of a match. And yeah. if you're competing in USPSA on other weekends, you know, that's just another match that you can go to and, and bring up your three-gun skills. And you just got a shotgun. uh <laughs> Yeah, and you're gonna be getting back in the three gun again. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, thanks for the recommendation on the mag extension and a bunch of other stuff. But uh, yeah, I'm excited. Um, I think so. I started off in three gun, and one of the first things someone told me was, "Hey, like you look like you got decent fundamentals. I recommend working on your pistol. Pistol is the hardest to shoot, and if you understand how to shoot that." it will translate into a lot of the other guns that you are shooting. Mm -hmm. um, and they were largely correct. It's helped in movement, um, aggression, stage planning. So I'm excited to go back to three gun with what I know, do some work on the quad loading, and then, uh, yeah, just have a good time because three gun community is awesome. I got to say, uh, when you do go to your next three gun match, and I know it's probably going to be a Carolina Guns gear match, let me know. Um, also, you know Bob Osbeck. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And... He goes up there with Archie, um, okay. James Archbell. Uh, we kind of have a crew that goes and shoots together there. I haven't been back there in a while. It's just scheduling and everything. But we all need to, you know, kind of the Lejeune crew, yeah. um, go compete together. So, like, let me know whenever you do that. That way we can, like, continue this. Let's link up at matches. And yeah, whatnot. absolutely. I'm all for it. Um, and we, we hit on it before. You know, we ran into each other at the tactical games match. It was like, oh, shit, you're here. Yeah. I forgot all about that. <laughs> uh, we happened to be within the same group. Yeah. Um, you were squad 13. Yeah. I think I was squad 16. Yeah. But we, like, they all did the stage brief or the battle briefs together. Right. And then it rotated through. Um, how did you find out and how did you get involved in tactical games? So, um, as a lot of things uh, do uh, in this day and age, started with YouTube, follow a um, channel called Wiseman Company, and uh, the, one of their owners was running the tactile games. Um, so it was initially billed as their, their tagline as CrossFit meets combat. It's a fitness competition that will also involve some shooting. So imagine uh, a lot of functional fitness, hit style workouts, implements like farmer's carries, yokes, sandbags. And at the end, you got to put rounds on target with an elevated heartbeat and like just um, your forearms destroyed. Yes, yes, and a lot of other yeah, a lot of other uh, muscle groups as well. Um, so I wanted to get into it. Didn't have the opportunity when I was out in California. As soon as I came out to North Carolina, I saw that they're doing Fayetteville. Uh, what I'll say about the tackle games back then was that it was fairly new. It was still being run by Tim Burke, mm -hmm. um, former soft guy. And um, all his battle bosses, uh, the basically the ROs, um, the in charge of each, uh, they they call each stage of battle. They were also soft guys. 
So I would say the organization wasn't uh, where, where it is now. They, they've come a long way in terms of logistics and scheduling. Um, and they just kind of threw stuff at you. And if you survived it, you survived it. Good. Um, some of the things they threw at us, they had a 150-pound um, sandbag. And I was the first to have to pick that thing up. And I also chose to uh, pick it up in the dumbest way possible. I held it in front of my body and quickly burned out my back muscles and had to drag it the rest of the way. Uh, they would come up with a battle at the last minute that involved running over a bunch of berms. Um, and, and they were initially planning on having us run with hot weapons and we convinced them that was not a good idea. So that's not the way the games are now. Um, they come a long way. So I ran that first event and at the end of it, uh, my rifle was broken. Um, I ran my uh, Marine Corps issued plate carrier, which quickly um, quickly found out that that thing has a lot of limitations in terms of maneuverability and getting over obstacles. And uh, and also my body was pretty beaten up at the end of it. Uh, but I made it through. I didn't I didn't fare too poorly. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it made me want to get better and made me want to reassess my fitness and my shooting. And, um, and then it made me want to get back into it. Um, so fortunately due to COVID, like I just had to take a big pause and the next games that I was able to go to was at Tradecraft range in Florida, about an hour away from where my in-laws are at in like Fort Myers, Florida. And, uh, yeah, cool facility. It's a, um, it's an abandoned max security prison. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So one of the, one of the battles they have you like run all the way into the prison and like rescue a sandbag and come back. Uh, made a lot of getting out of prison jokes on my way back just to keep my spirits up. Um, so it was, uh, it was a good time. Um, I brought, I brought a buddy of mine. I'm always trying to get others into shooting. Uh, so Lieutenant Josh Denner came with me, uh, shot that. It was a good time. And then, uh, most recently me and, uh, chief and officer, uh, Jared Homeyer, we went to the uh, Panthera Games, which is where we met you. Yep. Um, and, uh, yeah, we, we ran that. And then uh, if you follow the shooting team's Instagram and Facebook, uh, you saw the post about us, and we took fourth place. Yeah. Uh, I had a lot of fun there. Um, I, I will be completely honest. Whenever the night before um, the match, like, I was hoping to, like, get off early, go see what kind of stages and what the battles were going to look like. You know, I finally got up to where I was staying uh, staying at, and I was staying probably an hour away from where Panthera was. Um, and I called Carla Herdzik up. I was just like, hey, Carla, I can't get up there and actually see what the stages look like, but what can I expect? She's like, well, the one thing that you're worried about the most, you're going to be doing that. And I was just like, son of a bitch. Running. Yep. She's like, you're going to run for at least three miles, and you're running in a plate carrier and your rifle i'm just like son of a bitch Mm -hmm. and i immediately got a lot of anxiety just from that i was like i can do everything else i just hate running and to be quite honest i didn't prepare for the run portion like i should have and it reflected um everything else like the functional fitness type stuff um it was great you know uh i had i i had a lot of a lot of fun with the yokes with the the farmers carries the sleds the sleds um it that that portion of it it was like okay i know what i'm doing here this is stuff i do all the time at my house gym um and 
Bring It On, the run, it it sent me for a mind fuck. After it was done, I was like, okay, that's over. I don't have to worry about it. Bring on the next challenge. Yeah, I was joking. Um, I was joking to Jared that uh, I went through the, was it the Kubler-Ross grief cycle at least like five times during that run. So you said three miles. It was more like four and a half miles. It was 4.9 miles. Oh, okay. So it was even longer. Yes. Um, emotionally, it felt a lot longer. Oh, yeah. And this was, we, by the time that our group got to it, it was the afternoon. It was 1,300. It was hot. Yep. Uh, there was only two points that had water. Yep. Um, and I just, I, I mean, Jared and I, we, we kept up a pretty good pace. And I, we passed a lot of broken souls on the way. I was a broken soul. Yeah. If Sarah Williams did not stop when she did, I don't know how I would have finished. Uh, we called her our blue angel. She drove a blue uh, Toyota, nice. um, uh, not a pickup truck, but uh, yeah. one of their SUVs. Can't think of it right now. Yeah. Um, she was driving that around, and I was like, she's our blue angel. Me and uh, Bob both said that, and she gave me some electrolytes, and it kind of just immediately perked me up and allowed me to finish it but that that was the only part that i did not enjoy and that was that was really my own doing um i enjoyed i you know the the one stage which was most like three gun was the car stage you know Mm -hmm. you're shooting from inside a vehicle and i told bob i was like let me just take the right side i can get my hits and i know i'm gonna make all my hits i was like i know it's gonna be a bit awkward for you taking the left side but let me let me make the money where I know I can make the money and just be on the right side getting all the hits. And, I mean, that's what I did. Yeah. Um, uh, it, those are some cool stages, though. Yeah, that, uh, that car stage in particular. So it's called El Cartel, and uh, you're basically simulating shooting from a car, getting out of the car, engaging more targets, getting to the back of the car, opening the trunk, and then you had to... Um, what they call them? rescue ran, ran rescue randies yes so two they're like what 150 175 pound dummies yep and you just had to drag them into the back of a, of a suburban get it in there close the doors and get back in the front seat so uh yeah that was an awesome stage and you had two minutes and 30 seconds you, to you do had it. To, you had to push the pace in yes. terms of shooting if you took your time you would a lot of a lot of teams timed out yeah um and uh it's funny that you're mentoring mentioning the sides uh, I started on the left side, and it definitely took me longer to shoot than uh, it did Jared. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the stronger shooter should go on the right-hand side, personally. That way they can actually get the hits. Yeah. Uh, that's that's the mentality I did. Like, you know, physically, I, that's an easy stage to do. So might as well put the strongest shooter where they're going to excel at. Um, yeah. Um, it, it was a good time, though. Um, I pushed myself in ways I haven't pushed myself before, or, or in a long time, I should say. It, it's been a while since I've activated some of those muscle groups. <laughs> um, yeah. And, I mean, you're holding two 90-pound barbells while your buddy is shooting, and they can't shoot unless you're picking them up. Right. Once they're done shooting, both rifle and pistol, you can set them down and, hey, your buddy has to pick them up. Right. Um, it brought a lot of different perspective and challenges into the mix of having to work as a team and while you're competing. And it, quite honestly, it was something I haven't experienced a lot. And, you know, I, I pictured, you know, at first I kind of pictured it uh, as, 
you know, I don't go to a lot of gyms anymore. I have everything I need at home. Same. And typical gym mentality, like, you know, at like a Gold's gym or something like that, like people are just there and like there's, there's the typical gym assholes, the meatheads. And this was the complete opposite. Um, this, you know, people can joke about the CrossFit community all they like. But you know what? They're a community where they're legitimately trying to help each other and make each other better. And that is the same type of vibe I got off of the tactical games. Like, Absolutely. Like, I know um, one of the uh, two guys I was, or two of the guys that were competing to my right, um, they they had the fitness side down. And they, they should have told us, like, we can work out all day long, but we can't shoot for shit. Yeah. And, and so it's like, we're talking each other through how we want to do stuff on the physical level. And then like, whenever it comes to the shooting portion, it's like, Hey, do this or do this or, or shoot it like this. Use your sling like this. This will help you get the stability. It's like, yeah, we're there at a competition, but we're also trying to make each other better because you know, a lot of these guys are cops military dudes and you know here i am i'm on the marine corps shooting team i'm you know i i consider myself a a good shooter i know what i'm doing so if i can just make them a little bit better and impart some of the knowledge i have on them it's going to help their community be safer it's going to help them do their jobs to protect their communities and that's the that's the aspect i take yeah absolutely um and you, you've drawn comparisons uh, between tackle games and the three-gun community just in terms of, like, togetherness and kind of, like, being on the same page and helping each other out. But that's what keeps bringing me back to the tackle games. Um, it's, you know, it is a competition, but the, at the end of the day, everyone just wants each other to get through uh, mm-hmm. because it is grueling. And it is going to bring you to a point where you're like, man, I don't know if I can get through this next part, you know. Um, whether it's a hill on that long run or um, you got to get that yoke up, um, yeah. And and then um, I would also say that if you if you have a kit set up like a battle belt, a rifle, and a play carrier, and you want to see if they're going to hold up to some pretty gnarly stuff, and tactical games is a good place to find out. Uh, it's a validation at the end of the day. Like like I said, in my first games, um, my rifle was not put together well, and I had a broken rifle at the end. Yeah, um, I saw. I saw a lot of broken rifles, a lot of scopes that lost zeros. Oh, yeah. Um, I saw multiple setups like that just occur. And, you know, it's it sucks, but it's also good validation if that is your duty gear and you have to go out with that duty gear. Right. Um, it's better for it to happen at a competition than to happen in real life. Oh, absolutely. Um, and, I mean, one of the cool things was, and I wasn't even planning this, like, I just showed up to the match, you know, Bob Miner, he, he was my partner and I pull in, you know, I think I got there around seven, seven thirty or so got out of the truck. I was, I was getting my stuff together, going to go walk and do the check-in portion. And then guy called out my name and I, and I looked over and I was like, he was like, Gunlock. I was like, Pim. And we're, <laughs> we're like, you know, we haven't seen each other in 15 years. Yeah. Like since 2006, we were both in 3rd Battalion, 2nd Marines together. Nice. And here we are at, at the tactical games. And it was just like, holy shit, dude. Um, it, that was really cool. And to make it even better, he was on, our, on my same squad. And he was in the lane right next to me. And like oh, yeah. we just 
like me and Bob and, and and Kyle and his partner, you know, they're they're both SWAT officers in New Jersey. We were just pushing each other along the way. It was like, hey, who's gonna finish this first? Uh, and, and like, there were times where we beat them. I was like, all right, yeah, we fucking got them. Yeah. It, it it was cool, and they there were times they got us. Yep. Uh, it, it was just a. a different experience like something i've never experienced before and it's bringing me back and i know uh what two weeks after like you know you and i were kind of talking just messaging back and forth and i was like hey there's the south carolina match in like may beginning of may and then there's also one in july and Mm -hmm. uh, up in ohio and i was you know in my head i was thinking okay i could do south carolina in may fuck going to ohio in july (laughs) i don't like yeah i tend to avoid the summer games um just so i volunteered at the one in fayetteville and they had to do a five mile ruck movement through the cornfields at the range complex and this was in the dead of summer in north carolina fuck that yeah did the ambulance got called for one of the competitors like Mm -hmm. that's yeah it will take you to your uh yeah, it will take you to your limit. So, well, if, if somebody here that's listening wants to get involved in that, um, whether they be Marines or civilians, what would you tell them? How would you tell them to get started? So, um, Tackle Games does a good job of marketing themselves. I would start with their YouTube page because they will show you um, some samples of their battles. And while the layouts of their battles change, the implements they use generally don't. So, you have to be prepared for rope climbs, farmers' carries obstacles um and another interesting thing about it is like i mentioned that uh, florida was at a uh, uh, max security prison um the one i'm going to next week at the uh, government training institute in uh, south carolina that's at a decommissioned nuclear facility so i'm going to be running through tunnels with my bump helmet um and and some in the headlamp just to make sure i don't get lost um but i digress if you're interested in it uh the youtube um just look up tactical games. There's been a lot of footage. And I would say, um, you know, going into it, I thought I was a decent shooter and in decent shape. And um, I validated some things and I val- and also got exposed to some other things I need to work on. So just go into it with open minds. Um, and that's what competition is, right? It exposes your weaknesses. It gives you things that you need to work on. Um, but if you're interested, tacklegames.com, uh, they got a calendar. 2022 is already out there. Um, if you want to know which ones I'll be at, I'm going to be at GTI uh, uh, in September, I think 23rd, 24th. I'm going to the championship in Texas in November. And then I'm going to be at Sawmill with a gunny gunlock. And um, is that, that's, that's May of next year? Yeah, it's like April, end, of April, end of April, beginning yeah. of May. So that's what I got coming up. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Like. And I'm going to be ready for the run this time. <laughs> yeah, you got to get those flak runs in. You can't, uh, yeah, that's not something you can improvise. No. Um, but other than that, uh, do you have anything else to leave the listeners with? Yeah, so um, I'll just take a second and uh, talk directly to anyone who may be in the Lejeune area. Um, if you've been listening to this podcast and if you've been looking at competitive shooting for a while, um, I would just say just just send it. Just show up like with what you got. Um, so uh, if you are interested in getting to USPSA or some of these uh, types of uh, comp- competitions, 
look me up. Um, it's frank.gal. I'm the only gal in the gal. G-A-O. G-A-O. Um, hard to miss. So shoot me an email, um, and I won't turn you away. I'll probably add you to the Facebook group. I'll tell you what's coming up, what's coming up. Uh, if you don't have your own stuff, I have a stable of loner guns. Um, you're going to need to pay for ammo and the match fee, and you're going to need to find your way to the range. Um, but I will, I will coach you way through your first match, and if you like it enough, then uh, I'll tell you what other matches are in the area, which ones I'm going to be at, and you're welcome to come out and uh, use what I got. I understand that cost is pretty prohibitive for shooting sports, and um, I'm just I'm passionate about getting Marines involved um, because of all the reasons I've talked about uh, throughout this podcast. Um, so yeah, that that's that's my pitch. Um, be on the lookout. I, I am trying to work some things. Uh, my my time in Lejeune is short lived. I will be moving next summer. Um, but I care enough about shooting sports that I am trying to leave something. Um, I, I am trying to establish something in Camp Lejeune where Marines can officially go out and compete. No, we appreciate that. Um, it's nice to see somebody taking the lead on that from the shooting team perspective and from just, you know, some grumpy gunny that's about to retire. Um, you know, it, it's nice to see that somebody else is taking the reins and taking the lead on, on doing something like that because, you know, people, especially at Lejeune, you know, I spent 13 years of my career on Lejeune, and, you know, I kind of figured stuff out on my own. You know, I always had Bob Osbeck, you know, Dave Mastin, um, and, we, and we would kind of have our own small group of people that we would go travel with, and we would find other Marines that we would go to matches with. Um, and it was... It, it was just something that we always do. People are like, oh, there's nothing to do at Lejeune. You know, it sucks at Lejeune, this and that. Well, you know what? You kind of always have to find something. You have to go out there and find it. Like, I got into hunting whenever I came to Lejeune. Um, you know, I was, I grew up, I'm a city, city boy from Miami. <laughs> you know, I always wanted to go hunting, but I never had the opportunity because I'm from the city. You know, had that opportunity whenever I got here. You know, um, I was a volunteer firefighter while I was down here. You know, I love playing ice hockey, um, and I played that down in Wilmington. You know, then I got into three-gun shooting, um, or I, I was doing college classes. I, it, it was always a matter of finding something to do because nobody else is going to find it for you, or you're just going to get sucked into going to the tattoo parlors, which there's nothing wrong with that. Whenever I retire, I'm getting fully sleeved. Yeah. Um, or it's going to the strip clubs and it's just like why waste your money on something that's not going to last where you can actually go do something that's going to one benefit your career and two get you out of outside your comfort zone yeah and get you outside of Jacksonville uh, I don't advocate sticking around um, like there's you're right there's a lot of things in North Carolina that are worth going out and seeing and I will add that like outside of the Marine Corps um, doing tackle games in USPSA, I've met, I've made some really close friends. Same. Um, you know, I, I, I'm friends with them. Um, I have some friends in Charlotte that I met in my first tackle games. They watched me pick up that 150-pound sandbag, and they were like, hey, uh, that didn't look fun. What do you recommend? I was like, yeah, don't do it the way I did it. Like, mm -hmm. Just get it up on your shoulder. Um, and we're still friends to this day. I've stayed with them multiple times. They've met my wife. Um, they... They shoot three guns, so I'm probably going to see them when I go out to Carolina Guns and Gear in the future. Um, 
But yeah, there's a whole world out there shooting sports. I understand it might be daunting, but like I said before, just get out there and send it. And, you know, reach out to me. Reach out to Captain Gal. You know, we're on the Gal. We're, we're you know. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, reach out to the Marine Corps shooting team Facebook and Instagram page. You know, if you don't know where to get started, we can be that resource you need to help point you in the right direction and get your foot in the door when it with when it comes to that stuff. So we're here to help. There are people out there actively wanting more people to come out and participate. So just come out and do it. Yeah. Open invite. Like, hit me up. I won't turn you away. Other than that, I got nothing. Do you have anything else, sir? No, I don't. Uh, thanks for having me. Um, this was really fun. And... Uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing you at more competitions. Oh, absolutely. Can't wait. Yeah. Um, to the listeners, let us know how we're doing. Appreciate you listening. Uh, give us some likes. Give us some comments. Give us feedback. Uh, we'd love to hear it. Other than that, have a good one.